Hey everyone, welcome to this week's episode of Serial Killers Cafe. I'm Stephanie, and here with my co-host Ariel. Hey guys. And happy Friday. I say Friday because uh, due to quarantines and furloughs and life changes and schedule changes, our new episodes you know, will the be... world ending. You know, <laughs> um, our new episodes will be releasing Friday at noon. Um, it just at the time, at, at the current present time and situation we're living in, this is just what works best for us. We want to keep being able to bring you content. Um, so we just had to make a few changes. So we super apologize for the delay in this episode, but we are super excited to get back into it. And today, um, before we get started, um, I'm drinking just some water this morning. Um, I'm trying to stay hydrated. Exactly. Um, I'm, I'm still puking, you know, every single day. Thanks, pregnancy. Um, so right now, I'm just, it's absolutely nothing fun. It's just water. Yeah. Sometimes you just need it. But, you know, guys, stay hydrated and stay home. That's yes. that's our quarantine motto. Hashtag. <laughs> um, so today we are actually discussing the murder of Craig Sorger. Like we spoke about in our last podcast, um, instead of naming the child killers, we're going to name their victims, especially since most of them only had one. Um, mm -hmm. So this will probably be a shorter than usual episode. Um, but we're super excited because we have some really interesting people coming up. And then also when we finish our child serial killers, um, we have some really good regular serial killers that we've been checking out as well. So get excited for the future episodes because they and are so going. Even though this episode is going to be slightly shorter, just for lack of content and information on the case, it's only because everything happened so quickly. Yeah. Like kids are real stupid. <laughs> and apparently when they commit murder um they just don't have the mental capacity to be like hmm perhaps we should try to cover this up they're just like what it's no big deal and then they get caught one day later so um <clears throat> it's not like there was this long drawn out process and the cop didn't really do who it was it was kind of straightforward but this is just such a messed up story um and it's so heartbreaking that i just really felt like it's something that needed to be covered for sure. So um, I will have Ariel take over since there's not a lot of content, like she said. I'm going to have her pretty much take the reins today. Um, and then we will also talk about it. And if you have any questions or anything, please feel free to post them after the episode comes out and we'd be happy to answer them. So Ariel, the murder of Craig Sorger. Take it away. Take it away, baby. Okay. So um, Craig was a highly functioning autistic 13-year-old from Washington State, uh, which I gotta tell you, I listened to several other podcasts and it seems like Washington State is like a breeding ground for serial killers. If you like pay attention to killers that even that we covered, a lot of them start off or end up in Washington. Weird. Interesting. I don't know if there's some sort of... California is also a big one too. There's very specific <laughs> yeah. states that just have like an incessant amount of serial killers. I wonder if it's just because they're large. So like there's a lot of people. I don't know. <laughs> More people to kill. <laughs> yeah, right. You know. <laughs> Maybe. Um, okay. So, on the afternoon of February 15th, 2003, Evan Savoy and Jake Egan invited, who at the time was their friend, Craig Sorger, to a park near their home. Um, I guess this was, like, fairly normal. Um, they had hung out at school before. His mom... Um, knew the boys and like I said he was autistic but he was very high functioning um, so he led a fairly normal life um, so once they got to the park <laughs> this is so messed up they really didn't waste much time 
Um, at that point, Evan took a very large rock and dropped it on the back of Craig's neck, which basically incapacitated him. And then once he was down and obviously kind of like, what the heck is going on here? Um, both boys proceeded to beat him um, with rocks and sticks that they found just like on scene. Uh, and then eventually they would go on to stab Craig several times. Wow, that's so nice of them. Yeah, it's like there was no, and then even also that is like a terrible on, way to die to be like incapacitated awful. first and then get beaten and stabbed. Like so, basic. Mm. Like, ugh, no, and like totally out of nowhere, because to this day the kids haven't really. I mean, obviously they're adults now, and they haven't really discussed like how did this happen? Was there a conversation that were like, hey, you know, it would be super fun. Like, let's totally kill this kid. Like, or did he do something? Girl? Like, did he, like, hit on one of their girlfriends? Or, like, flirt with some girl they like? Like, what right. was your motive? Generally, you don't just go kill your friend to kill your friend. Right. And I think it was, like, genuine curiosity. Like, I think that these kids just have some mental issues. Which is definitely um, what we see a lot in the kid killers that we've researched. Um, a lot of it is, I think, like hey, could I do this? I wonder what it would feel like. So, like, you know they're having those urges and stuff, but it's very interesting to see how they decide, like, oh, let me let me act on these, like, urges and feelings. And then, obviously, like we said, most of them get caught because they're young, and, you know, right. it's not like Dumb. you learn how to cover up a murder when you're 12. So, like. Right. At least I hope not. Um, yeah. The difference, though, between these two and a lot of our... Um, child killer is that neither of them really had um super tough upbringings. You know, a lot of these kids that we talk about like have really shitty parents or there's drugs and alcohol and abuse in their home. Um and it doesn't really seem like either of these two had a lot of that going on. Um so that was also like a little weird that they were just like fairly normal kids that just decided that they wanted to kill their friend. I don't know. It's it's very strange. And there's a couple of interviews with, um, I believe it's Evan. Hold on. One of them is like super with the media and one of them is not. Um, no. So it's Jake. Um, so he very much is um, like wants to do interviews and is still like in the limelight, I guess, for lack of a better word. Um, and even he can't really explain why he did these things. So it's very, very strange. But regardless, so they they stab and beat this kid. Uh, and then the boys kind of just leave his body uh, slightly covered by some, you know, debris and leaves. But they don't really put a lot of effort into hiding him. Uh, and they just go home as if nothing happened. So... <clears throat> So as it started to get darker, Craig's mom obviously began to worry that he wasn't home yet. Uh, And she actually went to the home of Evan, uh, where both boys were there. uh, And they basically were just like, no, haven't seen them since we were at the park. Like, he's not here. And like, that's how good of friends they were that like the mom like checked there first, like because she knew they were such good friends. So it's not like she she wasn't like, oh, weird. Right. Yeah. Um, So at that point, obviously, Craig's mom calls 911. Um, and is basically just reporting him missing. 
So um, she tells the police um, where that he was at the park. So she, along with police, respond over there. It's the first place they look. Uh, and within, I mean, minutes, they find his body. Um, like I said, the boys basically just like threw some leaves on him and called it a day. They really um, did not try to hide this at all. Um, yeah, so, I don't think they cared. I don't, I don't think, think they, they cared did. if they yeah. got caught because they would have put at least a, like maybe not like they like left him in the open and threw some leaves on top. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. They didn't even try like drag him off into the wood, like nothing. Um, so, of course, the boys were the first people that the police asked, like, hey, do you know what happened? Uh, and they both basically just said, you know, we were playing in the park until about 4.30 and that's when we went home and he was fine when we left. Um, really shortly after that, they started to change their stories because obviously they're kids and they don't know like how to do this. Um, so right. then, <laughs> yeah, so then they had said that, okay, well, actually he had fallen. He was climbing a tree and he fell and hit his head. And, you know, we didn't we didn't know how to handle that. Which so that makes it worse because you were. just said you weren't with him. And now you're like, oh, well, we were. And he hit his head and it's like. Right. Oh, it gets better because what they didn't also didn't take into account is the fact that, like, he had several stab wounds. And when I say several, I mean that at his autopsy, there were 34 stab wounds, including some to his face and head. Oh, Gross. Yeah. And so this is like a very personal, very angry kill. Yeah, for sure. You know, like this is not just a, you know, we didn't, they didn't just hit him over the head and he died from blunt force trauma. Like this is a, and anyone who knows anything about crimes, true crime and murder is stabbing takes a lot of strength and a lot of energy. It's not like it is in the movies. It's just like strangling in the movie. Like, it takes a lot. You, it's not just well, like a... And they beat him, too. So they've exerted a right. lot of energy into this entire situation. Right. Knowing that, like, he was suffering until he died because they right. incapacitated him but didn't kill him on the original hit with the rock. Right. So... So, not shockingly, soon after, both boys were actually charged with first-degree murder. So the main um, part of this that is shocking is that they were both charged and tried as adults. Yeah. And at this point, they were the youngest in the state of Washington. So Jake Eakin, who, like I said um, before, he is the one who even now is kind of still on the limelight a little bit. He was the first to confess to his role in the crime. However, it did take more than two years of him being locked up before he confessed. And so, like, these kids were in, you know, I think they were just being held until um, trial. But they held their stories for a couple of years. Yeah, um, which for kids and, is pretty impressive. Yeah, right. Uh, and so he actually, I think the main reason that he confessed is he ended up taking a plea deal. So he pled guilty to second degree murder. Yep. Um, but he had to agree to testify against Savoy. So this is the other part that I found. Um, I am good for the judge. But so I guess the prosecutors were like, yeah, we'll, we'll just do eight years. That can be part of the plea deal. And a superior court judge was like, uh, no, he like brutally murdered his friend. Eight years is not long enough. I don't care how old he is. Um, and he was actually given 14 years. So the judge overruled the plea agreement and was like, listen, sorry, not sorry, but like you need to spend more time in prison. Um, so that following year, 
was the trial of Evan Savoy. So he was convicted of first degree murder and he actually was sentenced to 26 years in prison, which is the maximum sentence in the state. That being said, in 2011, the conviction was overturned and he granted he was granted a second trial. Um, so for the second trial, he pled guilty to second degree murder, um, but he was still sentenced to 20 years. So really, he didn't yeah. make out any better than he did before. Um, so Jake Eakin, so he's serving his sentence, right? And in 2016, he's like very close to the end of his sentence. Like there's a light at the end of the tunnel, okay? So he's doing like one of those work release programs where they're not actually like locked up all the time. And he decides that instead of waiting out his sentence, he's going to escape. So he skips the work release program. Yep. And he flies, uh, flies. He um, somehow gets to South Dakota. He was caught very soon afterwards because, again, he's still a dumb kid. Um, but it's like what, months, literally months before he was going to be released. He couldn't just wait. You were already in there for like 14 freaking years. Like, Right. I always wonder why people do that when they're going to get out. Like, why are you risking what? it? Why? You could have just gotten out. And again, out. obviously you're not good at murder and you're not good at escaping because you get caught within like 24 <laughs> hours. So well, and the thing is like when you go to prison that young, you don't mature. You just learn the way of prison. So it's not like he would have learned right. from his lessons because all he's doing is spending time with other murderers. Like, yeah, right. Exactly. And like convicts. So even trying to escape I, I just like and i always hate when you don't like i wish you could be like i'd love to interview you what were you thinking when you chose well, to escape? Deal, what were you thinking i'd really like to know uh, what was your thought process because it, in my mind it makes no sense that you'd waste your freedom on trying to escape yep so yeah that's crazy so one thing that um a lot of people that were involved in the trial as well as uh, like psychologists that had interviewed the boys felt very strongly um, that Egan was the one that was following in Savoy's like footsteps. So it seems like Savoy was maybe the one who was kind of like, hey, we should do this. Because even when um, Jake Egan was on trial, he's like on the stand and he, you could see him clearly like trembling. He was very uncomfortable. He was very apologetic. Um, the lawyers and judge said that he seemed very scared with what was going on. Meanwhile, Savoy was like calm, cool, and collected, and it didn't show any kind of remorse. Like he was just like, "Yeah, that's I killed him. What about it?" Um, which is probably why Jake Egan is the one who agreed to testify against Savoy, and he was the one who um, confessed first. Yeah, and it's pretty crazy to me because. A lot of these kid ones, if there is more than one kid, there always is someone who, like, kind of just gets conned into it by their friend and then, like, ruins their whole life. And then it's oh, like, yeah. can you imagine, like, oh, well, if you had never become friends with him, you would have never murdered anyone or gone to right. jail yeah, or done any of these things. Have. And now you're a convicted murderer for the rest of your life because you and and I think a lot of times, too, they're lured under false pretenses. Like, I'm sure Evan wasn't like, hey, so we're going to decapitate him, then beat him. 
and then murder I, him. I'm sure he might well, have just been like, oh, so I think what we're going to do is just beat him up because we're mad and not like. Right. And I just got And totally then it's like, now you're convicted of murder. So I, oh, we definitely right. see that a lot. I don't, I do think sometimes maybe the two people are in the same, but in this case, a lot of with kids, it's like there's usually a main conspire who like is the ringleader of the murder yeah for sure um so now let's fast forward to current time because um there jake eakin uh is he's leading a very um how shall i say interesting life so he he's claims to be born again, a born again Christian, which I mean, it's fine. I, no judgment there. Um, however, he also has become very well known in the anti-abortion slash pro-life world. Um, but to the point of him being an extremist, you know, he's not just against it. He doesn't just like protest. Um, he's like the people um, that you see outside Planned Parenthood with pictures of dead babies, like, on poster board. Um, and he is, like, very open about how he feels about this. Uh, he kind of, like, almost torments people who do not believe in what he believes in. Um, the best part is that he's well known for saying, quote, the only answer to the sin of murder is the gospel of Jesus Christ. Ugh. Now, are we forgetting that you actually killed a human being? Like, so I just feel like he's kind of gone from one extreme to the next. Yeah, he's like, definitely an extremist. And like go? I said, I, I'm sure a lot of it has to do with the fact that like his brain was never fully developed because he went to prison so young. And and like you said, they were charged as an adult, so they were with adults. Right. So, I mean, that obviously takes a big toll on like your brain and how everything's processed and how you make your choices in the future. And I feel like even so young and then like even being a murderer or whatever, like your brain is used to you just doing extremes. Like I'm sure, I'm sure that's how his brain always thought, which is why he became a murderer in the first place. And um, like Aaron and I've talked about, it's crazy because Sorry, guys. Um, it's crazy just because they're all so young, but we all know that if they hadn't gotten caught, they would have just kept doing it. Uh, yeah, especially Savoy. Like, I, I wonder about Jake Egan. Like, I, it's hard because um, there's several interviews that are on um, YouTube. And it's like psychologists and psychiatrists basically trying to diagnose him. So many people do feel like there's something wrong with him. Um, and that basically he's just become this extremist um, pro-life person to so that he has something to focus on besides like killing people, which I guess is good. I mean, certainly could be worse. But they all agree that there's something not right with him. Uh, anyone that has dealt with him in person, they all say like, nah, there's something off. He's like not, I know he didn't just like become rehabilitated and is living a normal life. Like there's something still off with him. So if he doesn't become a serial killer now, like that would probably be shocking. Yeah. And he also tends to kind of just like lean towards violence. 
like in anything that he's passionate about the way that he feels like things can be fixed is through violence um so he still has that mentality which like Steph said maybe it is because he his brain really didn't fully um mature before he had all of these thoughts in his head um I feel like that's certainly possible yeah I don't know so um as far as um Evan Savoy he's still serving his sentence uh, he has not done interviews. He has no desire to have any part of media or anything like that. He's kind of just like, I'm okay. going to serve my time and then call it a day. I'm a murderer. I'm just going to stay here. Please leave me alone. Right. So, I mean, that's that. Yeah. So, guys, that is all we have for today on the murder of Craig Sorger. Um, like I said, definitely the children... Um, killers that we're doing our episodes will be shorter but still interesting and full of info nonetheless um just because most of them like we've talked about in the past have only killed one person or if they've killed more than one person it's usually like their family they're not you know traipsing on for years like we've seen others um but we are super excited and appreciate your patience and all the changes and getting used to you know quarantine recording and all that stuff so Please. Um, yeah, we apologize if, like, the quality of the recording is not fantastic. Yeah, we did like, just invest in some good software, though, um, to do it remotely. Yeah. So we're going to be testing that out this week for our next, our uh, future episodes. Um, yes, so, we are working on it. So, like, just be patient with us. Currently, I'm sitting in my bed, and Stephanie's in her kid's room, and it's just, like, a little hard <laughs> to do all of this that way. Um, certainly not how we're used to recording. Yeah. Um, but we are actively working on it. So just bear with us. Yeah. And we super appreciate your patience and all your feedback. So as usual, fee for, feel free to like us, rate us, email us, SerialKillersCafe at gmail.com. SerialKillersCafe. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Um, we are all over the place um, and we are super excited. So again, thank you for everything and being awesome listeners and happy Friday. We look forward to posting a new episode for you guys next week. Have a good weekend, guys.